Welcome to your weekly dose of the greatest extraterrestrial comedy podcast in the known and unknown galaxy, and every known and unknown dimension that is hosted by us. And who are we? We are two former MIBs, blowing the whistle on all the extraterrestrial before it became cool to do so. We don't do this because we've been fired and are looking for a way to get back at our former employers. We don't do this to distract you from shady shit. We're doing this in the background. And we don't do this because we're old and jaded. Kind of. He's old and I'm jaded. Whoa. But let's not get distracted. Youthful. We do this to bring you the truth, allegedly truthfully, because you deserve it. I am your host for today's episode, Moonwalker. And opposite me is the tallest guy in the room <laughs> when he's the only one in it. Kevin the Tall, a.k.a. Kevin the Grey, a.k.a. Greybeard. We're bunkered deep down inside of extraterrestrial towers in a place they'll never find us to bring you this case today. And it also doesn't matter if they do, because it's not my house. You're really doubling down on this tool business, aren't you? <laughs> You asked me to. Yeah, your intros are getting longer and longer and more elaborate ways to insult me. <laughs> Calling you tall is not an insult. Yeah. Yes, it did, is. <laughs> did you not ask me to help manifest, manifest it? Yeah, with genuineness. This is genuine. Are you not? The tallest guy in the room when you're the only one in it. Probably not. <laughs> I turn around, even my shadow is taller than me. Technically, would you be wrong? No. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you jaded? Too much Mortal Kombat. Always been jaded. Skeptical bastard. Mold. I've seen it all. You're old. See? You are old. Yeah. But you're older. Questionable. So only one of us can be old, and that's you. So I'll be jaded. All right, oldie. Unless you're jaded. I'm jaded after that. Tall and jaded. Youthful and of average height in some countries. Scandinavian ones where they're like seven foot tall. In the 1500s, I'd have been massive. You're massive now. You're like seven foot five. So today, we travel to Italy. I don't know why. As soon as you said Italy, I had the urge to go, that? In my head, I was thinking a Mario sound, but for some reason... And that came that, out? That was what was going to come out, and I stopped myself. Oh, what's that? <laughs> I don't think I can do a Mario voice. It's a me! A Mario! Yeah, I can't do that. ba da ba 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 Pickle! We travel to Italy, the home of some of the finest cuisine known to man. From pizza, pasta, lasagna, spaghetti bolognese, arancini, to name but a few. I'm so hungry right now. But what you may not know is that Italy is also home to one of the most interesting UFO encounters to have ever happened. Ooh. Has this been in the news recently? Not recently, but it's definitely 
definitely you know, been in the news. Um, that David Grush chap who is making all the disclosures, mm-hmm. and it's been in US Congress, didn't he say that bodies were recovered from two crashes, Roswell and one in Italy? I've not been paying attention because I've been busy at work. Well, so have I. So At the um, MIB Academy, I mean, at, at the supermarket. <laughs> My plan was to sit down at the weekend and go over every case file that I've missed this week. That was my plan. You have now ruined it. I know it's coming up. Well, you don't, because like I might have got that completely wrong. I might have been Mexico. I'll let you off then. Wasn't a spoiler. It well may not have been. I generally can't remember. That's why I asked if this was going to be the one. I wondered if that's where you're going. It's not where I'm going, no. But we are going to Italy, like I've said a million times already. Hello! It's a me! Mario! Fenahante! Bitch! Let me take you back. It's November the 1st, 1954. It ain't easy being a fucking plumber. Rosa Dinelli had awoke this crisp, if not freezing, winter's day. Dananai. I'm just going to let you know here that I made that rum way stronger than usual by accident. I went to pour a little bit and like half the thing filled up. I was like, shit, I ain't getting that back in the bottle. It's fine. What's that? You ain't got to go anywhere. Nope. No, I haven't. I have not. Rosa. Rosa. So as Rosa sat up, I don't know your middle name, and placed her feet on the floor, she could feel the cold through her toes to her bones. Put some socks on. Before she put her slippers on and got washed and dressed to attend the church services in the small town of Bethlehem. Sanina. It's close. A settlement in the hamlet of Busin. Once ready, Rosa left her home holding a handful of carnations which she was going to place at the altar of Madonna. No, not <laughs> that Madonna. Unless she's a time traveller who changed her last name through the times. But Madonna Pellegrina. Well, I doubt Madonna is her real name. <laughs> You've put a picture of Madonna in the research notes. I was about to quote Material Girl as you said Madonna, but... I, I refrained. Ah, <laughs> oh, Madonna. Madonna Pellegrina. I couldn't find out who she was. Everything was in Italian or wouldn't actually say who she was and why she had an altar. Is that the Madonna and we're talking about here? No, this is the Madonna Pellegrina. <laughs> and this is her altar. I don't mean the pop star Madonna. I mean the Madonna that people pray to. Yeah, this is the Madonna. The Madonna, but not that Madonna. Exactly. The other Madonna. The other one. That's not that one. But it's the other one. But it's this one. So which Madonna is it? <laughs> it's this one. But not that one. So it's the other one. Yeah. The original? Yes. But not the one that we know. Not the one not we the know. the one we knew first, but the original. The one we knew second. The one that we knew before we knew the, the original, but we knew the other. No, the other one. Ah, oh, that one. Yeah. Right. It is a difficulty for us, isn't it, in cases when they take places in other countries. I've had it once or twice 
where you hit, you find a one line, you're like, oh, that sounds like a juicy one. You go and do the research, and it's all in other languages, mm-hmm. and you try and use Google Translate, and it makes no freaking sense at all. It's horrendous. So Rosa. Whoa, hold on. You've put a picture of the the other Madonna, but not that Madonna, but the the proper Madonna that isn't the original Madonna, but it's the original Madonna. Yeah, the original original the OG little, one. What's this little cherub on Madonna's shoulder? I have no idea. So Madonna is looking quite. So let let me just jump into a theory. Mm-hmm. Madonna, not the original Madonna, but the Madonna that's not that one. Yeah. Adopted children. Yeah. The original OG Madonna, if she adopted children, then is this the Madonna from now, not the original OG Madonna, that was a time traveller and has done the same thing through time? Adopting herself. Goes through time adopting children. Madonna is legion for she is many. Indeed. It's just Madonna on repeat. So would this Madonna be the original OG Madonna? That would make sense <laughs> to someone. This Madonna on... What's this, mad the, is I've kept up with all of that. Yeah, yet, you're probably the only one. Yet the episode we did the other day, <laughs> the other day of a week, got so confused. The really straightforward one that, yeah, just went off the rails. But this picture you've put in of that Madonna, but not this Madonna, the Madonna... The, the other Madonna. OG, OG one. The double OG Madonna. Mm-hmm. Og, Og Madonna. Double OG, triple OG. On their shoulder is what looks like a cherub. Throwing gas. The head is, well, yep. The Putting her hand up, pointing. So I've got This two. is the OG Madonna. That's what they're saying. The gang signs are one point. The fact it's sitting on a magic carpet is another point. But I was actually going to go to the fact that their head is too small for their body. That looks important to be fair. Maybe in your twisted mind. Looks like a cushion rather than a... And it's got a target on the back of its head, like it's going to shoot in range. I propose to you that that part of this picture is a statue that OG OG Madonna has produced to fool people into thinking that's a child when actually Madonna never ages. Madonna is timeless and is going to assume the identity of that mini Madonna. Mini Donna. So the same way that in um, Fallen, Azazel transfers from person to person, you're saying that the triple OG Madonna does the same thing? No. Throughout history? I'm saying Madonna stays the same, but adopts these fake children and then assumes their identity, walks around with a statue for a couple of months, years, making people think that that's a real child. And then when that child is the same age as Madonna, roughly, Madonna assumes their identity and then adopts another child. Oh, I see. What did she do with the Madonna's. OG child? There wasn't a child. There never was. That's the kick. Ooh. Creating Clever. them. Clever. Mm. We're on to you, Madonna. You ain't fooling us, you lizard twat. <laughs> if you'd like to become a patron of our show, Madonna, you can find us at... <laughs> patreon.com forward slash butter is aliens we'll gladly accept your donations rosa had decided just got to say i've got no problem with madonna really she blanked me in the supermarket once (laughs) that's where your beef stems from (laughs) she took the last pot of ragu (laughs) 
I really wanted Regu that day. So that moment when she takes it off, just puts it in her trolley and just walks off, then you're in the background just side-eyeing her. I'm like, why I order? It's your origin story of how you became a super (laughs) How you hate Madonna. All because of a pot of ragu. Ragu! (laughs) So Rosa had decided that in November which is not always cold, wet and miserable. It is. But generally is. Yep. That she would walk to her destination barefoot so that she doesn't ruin her new shoes through the fields and thickets. Madness. Madonna-ness. This is a route that Rosa has taken many, many times in her life, so she knows it all too well. Did she walk it barefoot often? That I'm unsure of. She must have had some tough feet. So actually, to be fair, to know that she could walk it barefoot and be fine, she must have done it before. Unless this was the first time and it was an experiment. Oh, dangerous times. And she chopped up her... Living on the edge. Pinky. Living dangerously. Wild. Why would she think that her shoes are going to be ruined? Did she, like, buy some shitty... 199 off the market shoes. It's November. They're gonna snap. It's yeah, but cold and wet and miserable. Have you ever popped to She's walking through fields? Yeah. Dirt, muddy. Have you ever popped to JD Sports and bought a pair of Nikes? Do you not wear them because you're worried they're gonna snap off? I wear them because they're dope. <laughs> I got Jordans, baby. I can dunk. I couldn't before. I can now, baby. 100%. I can fly. As she walked through the fields, the Valley of the Shadow of Death is where I thought you were going. She noticed something strange in a small clearing. Something that had never been there before. This something strange was diamond-shaped, resembling that of a spindle or two fat ends of an ice cream cone put together. Mm, uh... Okay. That... There's a picture in the research notes. It's clearly CG, um, computer generated. 100% real picture. It's a picture of a what looks to be a real forest with a superimposed double ice cream cone real within it with two within little it. landing legs. I assume there's probably a third leg behind the bronze craft with a weird egg in the middle. It's got a love egg and a little hatch that's open. Love egg. Now... This looks like what you may think to be the sort of vehicle that is sent to probe a new planet before they send more folks. Yeah, like a little probe ship, like a scout. This looks like a one-person scout ship to me. Mm. Could imagine this being on Red Dwarf. 100% now you said that. The graphics as well. (laughs) Real picture. With her curiosity piqued, Rosa took a closer look. Rosa. The object stood approximately seven foot tall and three foot wide. It's almost as tall as Greybeard himself. The object was a metallic brown and stood on three legs that protruded from the bottom like a tripod. On one side of the object was an open hatch and above it what looked like a window. As Rosa continued to inspect what was in front of her, she was greeted by two beings it's that two emerged person. from behind the object. Unless they were just there by coincidence. Quinky dink. 
She describes them as being around three feet tall, but they didn't look like children, but rather men. Big men. Their lips slightly curved in the middle, and their ears were covered by two small disc-shaped objects which seemed to form into a helmet of some kind. But unlike most strange beings that we come across in our cases, these two had normal noses, just like that of a human. As Rosa stood there, astonished at what she was seeing, they approached her. These beings were not hostile though. They were very friendly in nature, and they wore grey overalls and also had capes, which were also grey. How does she know that they were not hostile? She ain't got a clue at this point. They could be walking up all friendly, smiling, and then slap her in the titty. (laughs) Bam! Titty slap, lady. Right in the titty. You know, in her titty there, Carton. Two small disc-shaped objects. I think like earmuffs. Oh, but massive to form a helmet. Um, Probably earmuffs that... Probably a hat, to be fair, and she's just looked at the earmuff part and gone, they form a helmet. Earmuff hat. Okay, I was having... (laughs) Earmuff hat. hat. (laughs) A new invention. It will take off. Hmm. Human noses... Three foot tall. Are these basically Oompa Loompas? Curved lips. That sounds Oompa Loompa like to me. Been using the collagen. Is that what it's called? Botox, collagen, whatever you stuff yeah, your lips so. with. Probably not Botox. But I've got Isn't no idea. Botox not my field of expertise. Face, in collagen. The <laughs> in the I, I literally don't know. No idea. They approached her. I assume we're going to cover what they do momentarily so let's take a guess they're going to talk her into a false sense of security take her back to their ship knock her out mug her do some examination she's going to wake up with lost time and be dropped off back home thinking she had a lovely time with a couple of really nice people when actually she's just been murked you've covered way too many cases they try to strike up a conversation with rosa but she could not understand them. The language sounded like what we know as Chinese. It would appear that this riled them up a little. As she stood a little more shocked than before, they grabbed the carnations out of her hand and a stocking from either her hand or leg, that bit is unclear, and then handed some of the flowers back to her. They studied the flowers in their hands for a short amount of time and laughed as they did so. (laughs) There's a picture of this event. That's a pretty awesome picture, to be fair. So we've got Rosa barefoot in what looks to be a cardigan and a black dress, but we won't debate that too much, with some carnations in the hand. And these two little... God, how would you even describe these? So they're in grey suits with capes and almost devil-like faces. <laughs> Little goblin people. I'll tell you what the uh, with helmets look like. You know the um, old American football helmets that you see yeah, in films yeah. and stuff? It looks like those. I was trying to think of a cartoon like the Jetsons or something. It's kind of like... 
1950s space helmet type thing mm-hmm. with earmuffs. You are correct that is an earmuff hat. <laughs> but it's just their faces. <laughs> you have to just check out our Instagram app, but it was aliens. We'll have to post this, won't we, Mr. Moonwalker? It just looks so mischievous. Mischievous. Yeah, and um, the one in the back has, is packing heat in the pouch department. Trying to grab a stocking. Why? Well, I mean, the picture would suggest that the stocking was in, in her, her hand. hand because her leg appears to be bare upon first glance. Both legs, in fact. Mm, it would be unusual to them have them take it off her leg, get it completely off, and then her to get it back and then be pulling it off her hand. Yeah, but then true. why is she walking around carrying Without a stocking? Them. Yeah. Why are you carrying them rather than having them on? To be fair, she does have her shoes in her hand as well, so maybe she's just going barefoot and then she's going to put her stockings stocking. over her feet and then shoes on. Yeah, maybe doesn't want to rip the stockings. That would make sense. Mm-hmm. Good detective the work fields. there. This and little thickets. creepster at the back is starting to freak me out. Does have a rubber brandy look in his eye, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's like, <laughs> going to touch you. Come to my ship. <laughs> look at my dick. <laughs> ah, you saw it. So the two then threw the flowers they had into the open hatch of the craft and then reached inside and produced two small white packages that were circular in shape. That's a big white package if you ask me. (laughs) As they turned towards Rosa, she snapped out of her curiosity and legged it. As she turned around to look to see if they were giving chase, both the beings and the craft were nowhere to be seen. The Carabinieri, after being informed by Rosa, went there to investigate and found a deep cavity in the ground that looked like it it was recent, but found nothing more. I'm assuming the Carabinieri are the police. The alien police, I would imagine. They went and investigated. So she legged it and they disappeared. That would... She didn't see them get back in the craft or fly off would suggest to me that she has been clonked she's out of it she's lost time she's been mugged they've stolen the stocking they've filled it with her change and her shoes they've taken the shoes everything you said indeed that's exactly what's happened carabinieri hmm i ain't heard of them before i have not although rosa was the only person to interact with the strange craft or those connected with it She wasn't the only one to see it. Multiple credible eyewitnesses saw the craft in the sky that night and they would describe seeing extremely bright lights on it as well as it flying at a very low altitude. Other reports speak of seeing the craft stop and hover in the skies as if it was waiting or getting ready to descend. Probably the second most credible account about this craft second only to what Rosa herself experienced, Otterino Santarelli, whilst out with friends, noticed a strange blue-coloured object overhead. They watched it for several moments before it suddenly stopped and just hovered in place. It then started to descend and then came to a stop close to a nearby hill. Did they go and check out the hill? 
Not that we know of. Why was it blue rather than bronze? Depends if it was different as it flew. The Changed tr- colour? Um, the thing is, it doesn't say if these people saw it during the day or at night. Mm-hmm. So they may have seen the light and it being high up could just look blue rather than white coming out of that little egg-shaped hole. <laughs> love egg. Okay. Do you love egg? Mm-hmm. So that brings a slight bit more credibility to the account that there are some supporting slash corroborating statements. Do we know how many eyewitnesses? Multiple. At least three. <laughs> Is that because Otto was out with friends rather yes. than friends? So you know there were at least two friends and Otto. Yes. <laughs> Clever girl. Santarelli. I'm trying to think really ridiculously in my mind about whether Santa was originally Italian and then after spending so much time in Lapland slash the North Pole wherever Santa lives in your culture decided to take the rally off the name ho 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 <laughs> I bring you pizza that'd be a great Christmas present I'd be so happy with that beats cold baby so this case... What was the best Christmas present you ever got? Off the top of my dome, PlayStation 2. Good call. It's hard to top a computer console for uh, a child slash teen. Because mm-hmm. we just aged ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> you did, you're old. You're older than me, bitch. You can't prove that, bitch. So this case was... Hold on. What was yours? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I think I got an N sixty four for Christmas one year. Oh, yeah. I think I got which, mine at launch. I don't. I'm sorry. I'm really trying to think about if I got anything else. I did a whole. I think nanny and granddad. Can I get a new computer? I really want an N64. Yeah, my my dad weren't listening to that noise. Oh, my mum wouldn't have done. <laughs> uh, my grandparents weren't really involved with us. Um, yeah, I think this is getting into computer game chat now, but over Christmas the years, chat. I've probably had more fun with the N64 than I ever did with any other console. Like playing Debatable. things like... Debatable. GoldenEye, No Mercy... The fun through the years on that. The only reason I say debatable. Tables, ladders and shots. Smackdown was... It wasn't Smackdown versus Raw, was it? I don't On the old PlayStation 2. Wolfie (laughs) 2.0. Poe. Our created wrestlers. (laughs) (laughs) Strange things come out of Granville's mind. Let me tell you, people. Wolfie had one arm longer than the other, one leg longer than the other, all different lengths. No, he was one was as long as, as it could be, one as was he as short. Um, as skinny as he could be, but then he had one arm that was as big as it could be, and his finishing move was a clothesline. And ah, oh, what was it? The uh, hip drop from the top rope. <laughs> <laughs> Devastating moves. Good times. <laughs> So N64 for you then. 
I think that was the most fun overall, like playing the Royal Rumbles and stuff. I, nothing else is springing to mind. I got Legends of Zelda Ocarina of Time for Christmas one year. That was a good time. That was a great present. But it's hard to top a console with one game. Mm. I was probably the most excited for that, though. And I can't really remember what else I've got down the years. Got normal things that you'd get as a kid. Bikes, remote control cars. I got a remote control car one year, but that doesn't compare to the console. Console tops it. This case was investigated by the press, and again, nearly 20 years later, by two Italian UFO groups. The UFO section of the Florentine Humanistic Cultural Movement and the Prato UFO Study Group. What these two groups unearthed was incredible. Puska! Sorry, what? Prato UFO Study Group. Puska. Or would you rather it be Pufoska? Pufos. Sounds like an evil mastermind from another planet. It's going to snap. I am Pufos. Snaps and everyone shits themselves. <laughs> the brown out. No. It's the brown note. So what these two groups unearthed was incredible and so valuable that it not only corroborates the incident, but makes it so airtight that you can only have one outcome to this case, and that is (laughs) that this is aliens. Now you must be wondering exactly what this goldmine of evidence is. I am wondering. Well, the interaction between Rosa and the two subjects was witnessed by two others. Get the fuck out of here! (laughs) Two boys who were out tending to their pigs when they witnessed the whole thing go down. God damn! we got piglets on the scene! More witnesses! Now, if you're expecting more, then I'm sorry, this is it. <clears throat> this is the whole truth and nothing but the truth, so help me Spock. So let's turn <laughs> to science and scepticism. Let's. There isn't much science and scepticism here from the UFO community that I could find. But I did find some skepticism in some of the comments in my research. One, the men were just Chinese and the story has been completely exaggerated over time. The language they spoke was normal and the cone shape could have been a hat and the circular shaped packs could have been rice buns or bento boxes, which are popular in Chinese culture. Earmuffs. Could have been a hat with some earmuffs on it mm-hmm. two Rosa was a hoe and needed an <laughs> excuse for not having her stockings Oh! and chose to go barefoot so she wouldn't get evidence on her shoes of where she's been god damn I mean does she have to be a hoe <laughs> that's lit it's just what I saw <laughs> Rosa was a hoe gotta love the internet Oh, that's an interesting one. Maybe the two boys saw Rosa with a couple of Chinese people. Both the theories are true. Or just two gentlemen. Two gentlemen general. Rosa was having a lovely time, bless her. So, to summarise, we have the story of Rosa and the Sanini UFO. She had a leak that needed to be plugged. Rosa woke up and got herself ready to go to church. And she decided that she didn't want to get her shoes dirty, so she walked barefoot. As she walked through the fields, she noticed something strange in the distance. Rosa was a hoe. (laughs) It was something that she hadn't seen before, 
so she went to take a look. She approached and was stunned to see that it looked like a craft. It had an open hatch, and as she examined it, she was greeted by two beings from behind it. Stunned, she stayed. They seemed pretty friendly and tried to communicate, but she couldn't understand them. They grabbed her flowers and her pantyhose before examining the flowers and then pulling something from the craft. In this time, Rosa legged it. Rosa wasn't the only one to see the craft, as Otterino and his mates also saw something in the sky that day. The Carabinieri investigated and saw the imprint, but that's it. 20 years later, UFO groups investigated and found the smoking gun. Two pig farmers who saw the interaction. So there you have it everyone. All that's left is for Greybeard to announce that this is aliens and this case is a wrap. So when the Canaloni investigated, <laughs> did they take any photos slash establish any direct evidence rather than just saying they saw an imprint? If they had done any of that, I would have that here in this case. <laughs> then I'm afraid that I cannot announce aliens. that it's aliens because I'm not saying that it was aliens. But the smoking gun. Well, you gave me a bigger smoking gun in saying that she was having a lovely time with a bloke or two, or a person or two, in fact. I also said they could have just been Chinese. Yeah. You you latched onto her being a hoe. I didn't say she was a hoe. I said having a lovely time. She can have a lovely time and not be a hoe. She might have been in a polyamorous relationship. That is very true. She might have just really needed a really good seeing to after a long day at work. Sometimes you need a little something to take your mind off things, you know? Sometimes you need a bit of a going over by Edward Dildo hands. <laughs> I knew that's what you were waiting for, you prick. What, Edward Dildo hands? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were. No, I'm not saying that as aliens. Maybe she made it up. Okay. And the blue sighting in the sky could have been a meteor, for they can appear blue at times, or green, or other colours. Maybe she was making excuses for being late to church. Or maybe she was taken and pounding for whatever reason. So you're not saying it's aliens? Rosa had needs, son. Rosa had needs. Well, I'm not More saying it's aliens either. I'm taking That's why them a... pantyhose were off different view of this than Kevin at all I'm saying that it was probably Chinese and that Chinese people were spotted in Italy and it may not have been something that was quite regular around that time see that disturbs me a little bit that people would see people from China in Europe and not realize that they're people um, That's kind they of did say up. they looked like people hum- with yeah. curved mouths. What's that about? But they're all s- strange grey clothing with capes or something. Depends if you look at. I suppose if you're looking at um, Chinese clothing and garments as someone that's never seen them before, you would describe them as the closest thing that you know them to be. Whereas we watch a lot of films, know a lot of people i this probably speaks to my ignorance of other cultures but i didn't realize that people 
from China dressed any differently to us. Mm-hmm. My maybe not so now, of, but yeah, I suppose then more so. My level of knowledge of other cultures' dress codes goes back to Victorian era London <laughs> and London! Regal fifteen hundreds England <laughs> and samurai <laughs> outfits in Japan. That's all I've got. Well, yeah, I'm not saying it was aliens. Yeah, me neither. So, thank you for joining us this week for the case of Rosa and the Sanina UFO. You can find us on our socials, which are all now, but it was aliens. That's Facebook, Instagram, and X, formerly known as I know Twitter. <laughs> I wondered how you were going to go about that. And our Facebook group is Extraterrestrial Towers. And we're also on Patreon.com forward slash But It Was Aliens. As always, I have been the Walker of Moons and he's been the tallest Kev in the room. Remember, the truth is up there. And Kev could probably reach it. Hashtag. Brown.